Hey guys, this is What Mean. I'm Alex. I'm Amanda. And today we're here to review Wonder Woman 84. This is also the first episode of the new year of 2021. I didn't think we were going to make it, but we did. I'm so glad we're here. Um, so, like, I've noticed a lot of people have been, like, really negative on this movie. What did you think of it? I liked it. I liked it a lot. But I'm also just not, like, a big DC fan, and any of their movies that kind of, like, break the dark, broody, gloomy, like, DC vibe, I tend to really enjoy. Yeah, like, I liked it, too. Um, it's not as good as the first one, which is fine. Um, I disagree. Why do you disagree? I don't know. I think that the first one, there was just so much setup and establishing, like, the characters as, you know, who they were. And so I think with a sequel, you get to skip all of that, and you kind of just get to enjoy, like, a fun, like, popcorn movie, and you don't have to think, and you don't have to, like, try to make connections. You can, but you don't have to, and I think that's nice. Yeah, um, with, like, the sequel, like, what I was expecting and what we got were different. Like, I wasn't expecting the villains to be sympathetic because in the first one, they very much weren't. They very much were, like, stereotypical, like, evil, like, comic book supervillains. And then this one, having Maxwell Lord... Oh, by the way, this is going to be a full spoiler review. So if you haven't seen it yet, I'm not sure why you haven't. It's been on HBO Max, like, at this point. Like, Maybe they don't have money to have HBO Max. Like... Jeez. Well, I'll put it in the description, those spoilers, and this is like your warning, I guess at the one minute mark, that we're going to go into spoilers, but, um, I guess, like, um, having Maxwell Lord with the whole kid thing, and then, like, I didn't feel, like, on a, on a second rewatch, I didn't feel as bad for, um, the Cheetah character as I did the first time around. I think that's because when we rewatched it, we didn't really rewatch it, we skipped most of it to where I fall, fell asleep the first time. Which I did not fall asleep out of boredom the first time, I was, like, just super tired when we were watching it. But, yeah, um, well, like, um, I liked, like... For whatever reason, and it might just be because I'm a softy, but at the end, whenever he is talking to his son and finally just admits to him that he's, like, a loser, basically, and not what he thinks he is, like, I got really emotional whenever he's like, I'm gonna work to make sure you're proud of me, kind of thing, and, like, this whole movie was kind of built on, and it's even said in the movie that, like, it's built on not taking shortcuts or, like, basically unearned success. Like, if you skip all the steps and, like, just try to get somewhere without ever really working for it, it's a movie that's kind of, like, showing the consequences of that or, like, the downside to just not really working for something and just, like, skipping all the hard steps or, like, you know, taking shortcuts, basically, which I thought was a good lesson. I find it interesting that you didn't like uh, Cheetah or Barbara. I, I thought that she was very sympathetic the first time around, but like you said, we didn't really watch the movie the second time around, so that might be it. Like, I don't know. Like, I think that, and this was pointed out to me by um, other, re like, another review that I had kind of watched, but the more that she was intoxicated by the power, the more, like, she turned from, like, a good person 
to kind of like a not good person just because she loved the power so much kind no, of thing? No, the trade-off for her wish was that she lost her humanity. Yeah, yeah, that's what I meant. Yeah, I I get it though, and I like her as a character. Like, I think she's super relatable. As somebody who has never been like, I don't know. Like, I can be smart, but I'm never the smartest. Yes, you are. I you are be, the smartest. I, I'm trying to talk, please. I love you. Like, I don't know. I'm pretty, but I'm not the prettiest. I'm, like, never the person who everybody's just, like, drawn to. Like, the idea of that, the idea of just being recognized for existing, like some people get, is just a very enticing idea. I mean, I'm an awkward person, so, like, I would not like the attention, but, like, I get it. I get it so much. And, like, when you, to go from being overlooked to being, like, noticed and recognized, it's, like, I feel like a desire that a lot of people feel. And I feel like all the people who are like, I didn't like this movie so much are men because it wasn't for them. Like, I, I don't know how to say it. This movie was not for men. It's like when people were complaining about Captain Marvel. I'm sorry, that movie wasn't made for you. It was... The reason it doesn't appeal to so many men is because it's, like, the power delusion. What's it called? The... I don't know. You were mean to me a second ago. I'm sorry. But no, <laughs> the thing, like, the, um, like, the, the power fantasy. It's not, like, a male-driven power fantasy. It's a female-driven power fantasy. And men just don't get that. Because is it a power fantasy? I would say it is. And because of the position that, like, men are in, like, in the world, like, they don't get that. They don't get to see, like, a female-driven power fantasy, and it doesn't connect with them cognitively because of their privilege. Well, I think that, like, um, and this is something that um, I've, I kind of thought about yesterday, um, is that basically Wonder Woman, and I don't really, I haven't really read the comics that much, I've only seen her, like, you know, in, like, other people's books, basically, mm -hmm. like, I, I've maybe read, like, maybe a page of Wonder Woman comics, but from what I can tell, she kind of is, like, DC Universe's, like, kind of, like, aspects of Superman, like, because she's just, like, pure and, like, good and, like, just, like, a symbol of hope, basically. What the DC Extended Universe Superman isn't at this point, except for, like, in one movie, but then not even really. Like, I think, honestly, like, she's the closest thing that we have to, like, a Superman type, where it's just, like, a moral, very, very good character, but also at the same time flawed. Like, she's not perfect, which is actually really cool. It makes her kind of relatable. Like, she still very much wants things. She wants Steve Trevor, and she can't have him because, you know, it's, he died, basically, and then, um, that's, I guess we can kind of get into, I didn't really have a problem with it as much, and I didn't really have a problem with it then, like, it's not that kind of movie. I know people have complained about the whole Steve Trevor thing and the whole body theft thing, but, like, it's a fantasy movie. Literally, there's a scene in this movie where she's swinging from lightning bolts. It's not the most realistic. It doesn't really have to be. And also, like, whenever he takes over her body, uh, whenever Steve takes over the guy's body, it's no longer that guy. It's a different guy, basically. Like you were kind of saying. Exactly. I don't know. I think that 
like, a body's a body's a body. Like, okay, like, a physical body is not a person. And, like, people are probably going to be like, what? No, like, the meat suit that you are in is not you. Like, it's body. It is a meat suit that is powered by your brain, your cognitive thoughts. Your That is who you are. And, like, you would still be the same person cognitively if you were in a different body. So, therefore, your body is not you. And so, like, I don't know. I just, oh God, people just look for something to complain about. People just don't know how to be happy. Like, honestly. Like, they can't just watch something that is objectively enjoyable without being like, mm, I didn't like that. I mean, also, like, some people are, like, like us, like critics, like, you have to be objective. So, like, I don't know, like, I liked it. But then again, I'm a big DC fan, so, like, if, for the most part, I'm not really that hard to please, I guess, but also with certain things, I am very particular to what I see. Think, like, I, like you guys heard, with Wonder Woman, I don't really know a lot about her character other than, like, in other media appearances, basically, and when she appears in other books. So I w I'm honestly pretty easy to please, as long as you make a good movie where, like, you know, she's an enjoyable character, like, she was the best part. Other than, like, that one Batman scene of Batman v Superman. Like, she was the most... She was the character in that movie. The one character that was actually having fun. And, like, honestly, like, I think Gal Gadot... Like, someone made the point, and I agree with them. That I would watch her in anything. It doesn't even matter what the quality of it is. Like, she is Wonder Woman. Like, she embodies that character. She made that character her own thing. And, honestly, it's kind of like Christopher Reeve Superman or, like, stuff like that. Where I don't necessarily go for the story or anything. I go to see, like, that character on screen, which is, like, Superman for that. And then, um, Wonder Woman for, like, in Gal Gadot's case. Oh, speaking of Wonder Woman, just, like, the character and actresses who played her, how'd you like that little thing in the end? That was really cool. I wasn't expecting that. Um, and someone else kind of made the point of it, too. I'm... Surprised they didn't do that sooner, but also I'm really happy that they did. Um, I think that, I don't know if they made a sequel, if she would tie into it at all, or if that was just, like, a fun, like, throwaway thing, because they did mention her earlier in the story, so, like, who knows, she might make appearance in the third one or something, I don't know what the third one of that would even be, like, when it would take place. Maybe take place in modern day, that'd be interesting. Or, like, right before, um... Like, Batman v Superman? Yeah. Because the weird thing, and no one, I don't really care about continuity at this point. I didn't really like that movie, Batman v Superman, so, like, I don't care about the if it ties into it or not. I've never seen it. I refuse to watch it. I don't like... Can I say it, baby? What? I don't like dark, like, Batman. Oh, uh, okay. Well, that's, like, a, that's a taste thing. Like, I get that. Like, like it's honestly, like... DC, what's really good about it is it has so many years of continuity that, like, if you don't like one take on, like, a character, guess what? You go back a few years or you just wait a few years and you'll get your take again. Basically, it's so varied in terms of, like, the different takes because it's been around so long. Can't be Batman. It's the best Batman and I will stand by that for the rest of my life. Yeah, and there's stuff that caters to those kind of tastes and, yeah, like, other know. things. And... Honestly, like, and I think I told you this, I don't know if I've ever expressed this before on air, but I've said this a lot off air to you. Hot take, I don't think that one, uh, Warner Brothers 
should hold the licensing anymore because I don't think that they have a consistent vision or really know what to do. I like they're making solo movies now, but honestly, I think that may be in the hands of another studio or maybe even do the Marvel Studios thing where DC just kind of, you know, branches off and decides what they want to do and gets like an architect kind of like um, a Kevin Foggy type thing. And they could honestly, if they really wanted to make a cinematic universe, they could do it. I think that they're kind of done with it, and I'm fine with that. Like, not everything has to tie into everything. I'm kind of fine with the fact that they are kind of just branching out and doing their own thing now. Um, I like the movies so far they've come out with, with the exception of Joker. Like, it's not great. I liked parts of that movie, but, like, honestly... I couldn't get through it. Honestly, after the Snyder Cut, I'll be so happy just to be done with the dark and gritty stuff. Like, do that for characters that warrant it but basically if it doesn't fit the comic book character no more dark and gritty stuff unless it really fits the character like i've also said something but I ch i'm gonna choose not to okay but um yeah like that was the thing with like things like watchmen i guess and like other things like that people took the wrong lesson from it and even alan moore said that he said that um he, they didn't take the story aspects from it they just took the wrong lesson of, oh, Dark and Gritty sells, or, oh, Dark and Gritty's cool, and that wasn't the reason he wrote that. The reason he wrote that is because it was, it was subversive and different at the time, and he was doing it for a reason. There was a reason that those characters were like that. And, um, yeah, like, um, I think that, like, with certain characters, Dark and Gritty has its place, but with other characters, it very much doesn't. And I think that Dark and Gritty, just for the sake of Dark and Gritty, doesn't really work. If you're going to do something, do it for a reason. Like, it's a story. Like, have a story reason, like, for the reason that it's Dark and Gritty. Don't do it just to be, like, edgy or whatever. I don't know. I feel like especially with heroes, like, Dark and Gritty is really hard to pull off because heroes are supposed to be symbols of hope. Symbols of peace. They're supposed to be symbols of light. Even Batman is a symbol of hope. Like, he gives Gotham hope. And I'm, like, not a Batman girl. I think I should probably state that up front. I know. I'm also, I'm not a DC girl. Like, I'm just not. But I think that, like, having your superheroes, like, trying to present them all dark and gritty, it kind of devalues them as heroes and under, like, undermines their use as symbols of hope. Also, I just, dark and gritty movies, for the sake of dark and gritty, just, I don't know. I'm over that. Like, I'm depressed enough as it is. I don't need, like, lighting in movies to make it worse. But, yeah, I kind of agree with that. Like, it's just my thing, and this is, we're not going to get super political right now, but I am just going to say briefly... The world is dark enough as it is right now, and there's enough messed up stuff going on in the world right now. Like, I kind of need some relief, so, like, I kind of liked that Wonder Woman 84 was a movie with hope. That at the end, you saw the characters, like, the bad guys redeemed. Like, I remember we were watching it originally, and I made the point of, like, I care about these characters. Like, why is the movie making me care about these characters? And I kind of like that they did that. Well, I mean, only one of them really gets redeemed. Um... Barbara... She she still has the superpower. She just is no longer the apex predator. Like, she no longer looks like a cheetah. But she is still... She still has Diana's, like, abilities. I kind of wish that they had, like, redeemed her, too. No. 
I think that's more realistic because when you get to that point where you are finally noticed and are finally like someone and like honestly I would say she she deserved to be noticed like she was smart and she had a lot of things to add to the world the world was just cruel and so like her wanting to be like somebody who she admired isn't a bad thing you could tell she was remorseful though because there were moments wherever she would act like there's that moment in the um like the white house where she you know she kind of does something or she throws steve trevor and then you can tell, like, just in her face that she kind of doesn't feel good about it. Like, she's just like, this is how it is, or whatever. And then she walks up. You can very much tell she was bothered that she did that. It was an end to a mean. Like, I don't... You tell the character was bothered by that, like, in her face? I didn't think so. I don't know. Maybe I was just reading into that, but it seemed like she kind of... Were you projecting? No, it seemed like she kind of felt bad. I don't know. I think it's more of a, like, she didn't want to fight... Um, her best friend, but at the same time, like, she valued, uh, like, it came down to, like, she valued, like, herself and these new pound powers above the relationship she built, and, like, that's self-preservation, like, at its highest, and I think that a lot of people who've been through, like, traumatic things can relate to that, because you're going to value, like, yourself, your safety, like, your mental well-being, which to her kind of I think was like how she felt above like other people, above your relationships because like when you're alone all the time you learn to be reliant on yourself and self-preservation. Yeah, um, I kind of like the one scene that I know was trying to be like, oh she went too far or whatever that I kind of liked and I was just like, no, I'm on her side here. She did the right thing was where that one drunk guy that kept hitting on her throughout, like, the movie and kept trying to, like, get with her or whatever, mm -hmm. um, she, like, grabbed his hands and was like, no, no, and just, like, threw him, and then that one homeless guy came up and was like, what are you doing? I'm like, no, that was totally justified. He was trying to, like, attack her, basically. Yeah, like... Or, or like, physically assault her kind of thing. I'm on the kill-all-men train. Not, like, actually kill all men, but you know what I mean. What do you mean? I mean, like, as a monolith, men are trash. Like, just in general. There are a lot of bad men in the world. Yeah, I will like, agree with that. Yeah, like, the whole, not not all men? No, not all men, but enough men. Enough, enough men, men to men wear are it. trash that, like, you can talk about it in general and it not be, like, it not be a bad thing. Like... Enough men are trash, but if you ask most women what they would do if men were gone with the, in the, from the world, like, for 24 hours, they would take a walk at night with headphones in, because they would feel safe to do that. Like, nah. And I just, I don't know. I think that if you're a guy, or you're a girl, you're a person, and you're harassing somebody else, and you get your shit rocked, like... That's on you. Mm -hmm. Sorry, that was... No, it's just, you don't cuss a lot. It's always funny whenever you do. But, um, yeah, like, I, I didn't feel bad for that guy. That guy had it coming. But, um, yeah, like, I, I really liked this movie. And also, like, it was really cool seeing a superhero movie after, like, so, so long of not seeing one. And, like, not wondering when this one would come out. And also, it was really cool that HBO Max, like, 
gave this one to you basically for free, as long as you have a subscription. What's up? It would have been better in theaters. Yeah, that's one point I did make when I briefly talked about it with Trip on the other podcast before, was that I think that there definitely was something lost from it, and that's the point I've heard other people make as well, so I know it's not just a me or you thing, mm -hmm. is that, like, this is very much like a popcorn movie. Like, this movie would have, because, like, I've also heard the point, it's like, when you're at home, there's a bunch of distractions, and, like, I know I kept pausing the movie. It's like, when you're in a movie theater, you can't really do that. And so, like, I think that if we had seen this in the movie theater with, like, a full crowd, basically, it, a lot of people that are having slightly more negative reactions to it might have been more kind to it because, like, I think this movie is meant to be experienced in the movie theater. It is, like, it's a blockbuster. Like, it's not a summer blockbuster, but, like, it still is a blockbuster, you know. Like, it's not full of action, but at the same time, it is one of those popcorn movies. Can we talk about the fact it's not, like, full of action? Like, I guess, like, action does help drive the plot, but it's not, like... A lot less than the, than the first one. The first one had a lot more action in it, I will say. I'm not an action movie kind of girl. Like, I don't mind an action movie, but I'm much... Per My favorite Avengers movie... Well, okay, so out of the first two Avengers movies, my I prefer Age of Ultron. My favorite scenes in Age of Ultron are when they're at Clint's farm. You don't like the bar scene um, when they're just sitting around talking? That's fine, too. I was like, that's one of my favorite scenes where they're just acting like friends and just hanging out. But I love, like, like seeing characters, like, lives. I love, like, learning about characters. I, I like things that are character-driven rather than action-driven. And I think that, like... This movie, like, Wonder Woman 84, 80, yeah, 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 84, yeah. yeah, I think Wonder Woman 84 was very character-driven. It wasn't action-driven. Like, everything, like, character choices, like, drove it, and it was never external forces that, like, pushed the plot along. It was always something that a character that you were invested in did. And I like that. I like that, like, it focuses a lot much more on, like, Diana's, like, emotions and who she is as a person. It's a more emotional movie than the first one. I like that. It's enjoyable. And the action was used to, like, bolster it, bolster the plot, not to, like, uphold the plot, not to push it along. It just added something to it. But I think you could have done the whole superhero movie without the action scenes. I don't know about that. There still need to be action scenes, but, like, the whole thing... Wait, hold on. Let me talk. The whole thing... I'll do what you, you did to me earlier. Um, the whole thing is that... Um, here's a secret. People, most of the time, whether you know it or not... And there are some people that just go for the action scenes. But for the most part, people go see movies. You go and return to franchises for the characters. Like, if it was just all action scenes your eyes eventually would glaze over and you would stop, like, caring. Because your brain can only handle so much, basically. Your brain, and I've heard this other places, demands, like, kind of like change or variety or whatever. Like, it, it, if you do the same thing over and over again, like, it's gonna, eventually your brain's just gonna get boring and it's gonna kind of zone out. Like, the whole thing is, like, unless the characters are good, like, I'm not gonna care about, like, like, if the story's great, that's great, but if the characters, if I don't, like, 
like the characters, or at least in some way feel some attachment, I'm not going to be as deeply invested in it as I normally would be. That's the whole reason why, and I know you don't like them, but that's the whole reason. The stories, I will say this, for Fast and Furious are trash, but I love the characters, and so that's why I return to those movies, is because I like the characters. Go ahead, what were you going to say? Oh, I was going to, like, make another comparison to, like, how, like, characters, like, development and, like, character lives are more interesting to me than action scenes. When I'm watching Dragon Ball Z or Naruto, do you know what I do? Wow. I will skip the fight scenes. Well, you must be really care. bored because there's not really much character stuff in later Dragon Ball Z, at least. That's why I like Gohan and Videl's arc. Like, they're interesting. I hate the Toriyama, like I was watching a recent thing, and Toriyama basically um, just said that it wasn't working with having Gohan be, like, the main character or something like that. That's because pretentious little boys, or I say boys, but, like, you know, grown-ass men, pretentious little baby grown-ass men. No, like, no, no. I want Gohan. There's no, there's no historical evidence to really support that. I think that Toriyama, Toriyama's not the best writer. I think that he just ran out of things to do with Gohan, basically, and he just wanted to mess with Go Goku again. Gohan was such a better character. But, like, no, if you listen to, like, most Dragon Ball Z fans talk, they preferred Goku as a pro Go Goku as a protagonist to Gohan. And it's so dumb, because Goku's so boring! And Gohan is such a complex, well-written character. Like, I stake my literary studies degree on he is the best written character in that whole dang franchise. Sorry, that was a little tangent. But, yeah, I skip I skip fight scenes in a lot of, like, action animations. I get bored with the fight scenes. <laughs> but, yeah, like, I do very much, like, story more than anything. Like, um, so, like, I'm glad that this movie had, like, a good story. I still like the first one better, but, like... At the same time, like, I will acknowledge that I really did like this movie. This movie was was really good. Like, I did, I liked the villains a lot. Like, Pedro Pascal as Max Lord was really great. He, um, did, like, I saw more of Trump the first time. I didn't see as much the second time, like, watching it. Because, like, there are definitely, like, I, I read some interviews, like, that was definitely something that was talked about a little bit, but that wasn't really, like, a main focus. Like, that was something that maybe in his look they kind of incorporated, but, like, it was more, much more based on, like, 80s, like, like, business tycoons and stuff like that. And, like, yeah, like, Trump might have been thought about, but, like, you know, it might just be also because it was made around this time that we see parallels to it just because of that. Who knows? I, I did not think about Trump at all when I watched it. I was just like... Oh, he's a sleazy 80s business guy. He's the kind of, like, I was thinking more of, like, a, like, oh, what are they called? The preachers, like, the, 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 the Joel Osteen types. Like, the, give me money, and I will, and God will give you wealth type deal. Like, I don't know, th those are more the vibes I got. Which is why when you mentioned last night when we were, like, watching the second half that he was, like, inspired by Trump, I was like, no, he's not. No, he's not. There, there were definitely, like, talks, though. Like, they definitely, like, in minor ways that he was, he had aspects to him. One of the things that I like that uh, Maxwell Lord did, or just, I guess, Pedro Pascal did was, and it was, like, a subtle thing, is whenever he was talking to his son, because he is Hispanic in this, 
Um, he would talk in a much, like, he would use his accent a lot more, but whenever he was talking, you know, to the public, or talking to other people that weren't his son, he would talk in a much more, you know, I guess, like, American, like, he, he would drop the accent, basically, which I thought was an interesting choice, and also was just kind of indicative of that character, like, he very much, you look at that character, and it almost seems like he's kind of, like, he has to overcompensate and kind of has to be his own hype man, basically, because no one else is, and he has to act like he's a bigger deal than he actually is to make himself feel better. And I think that in his mind, he might even perceive it as part of it, is that he has to shed these things that he sees as, like, you know, something someone might judge him over, so he talks in a more, like, American-sounding, like, accent, I guess, whenever he's around other people, and he kind of tries to sell himself more, or, you know, present more than he has kind of thing. Like, it's even shown visually at the beginning of the movie where, like, you think, like, you see all this footage of him, and you think, oh, this guy's really successful. And then you go into, like, his building, and he has nothing. Like, he has no staff or employees. Like, his building is basically abandoned, which speaks a lot about him. as like, from the outside, if you didn't really know him, you would think oh, this guy has it really together kind of thing. This guy knows what's going on, but when you actually see what's inside, it's like he even says it at the end, like he's he's a loser, like he's not what people think he is. Um, like once they get to know him, they see that who he really is kind of thing. Yeah, like, I don't know. I think... I think his character is interesting. Yeah. I, I don't really have much more to say on that, other than I think he was interesting. Yeah, and um, I really liked a lot of the visuals in this movie. Um, I liked when she was swinging from the lightning. I thought that was cool. Daughter of Zeus? Yes. Sorry. I just... I think that was really cool. Because I know in the comics, at some point, she is able to, like, wield lightning, like her father. Yeah, we watched like, that one video. Yes. That was That was really cool. I didn't even know that. That makes me want to read, um... Spy new rock stars. Second guy, second time I mentioned you guys, but yeah, like um, that she's the daughter of Zeus, so I, she has some like lightning wielding ability. I think I asked you like that, like before we watched it, if she since she was the daughter of Zeus, if she was able to like use lightning, and you told me you didn't know. Yeah, I, didn't, I don't really know a lot about Wonder Woman, but yeah, like I guess like if we're gonna wrap it up real quick, unless you have anything else to say. I gotta get ready for work. All right, so <laughs> that's that's it, guys. Um... This has been, I hope you guys are having a great day this new year. Um, it's a new year. Hopefully I have more content out. Uh, 2021, uh, last year was the first full year of me doing What Mean. Hopefully I have a lot more content out this year. I have a lot planned, so stay tuned. This has been What Mean. I'm Alex. I'm his wife. Amanda. And we will see you next time.